The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant, and this is your host, Marie Zimanoff. And tonight, we are here once again, as we are every week, to talk about how you can take control of your career direction. One of the things that we know in the world today is that there's a lot more change, right? There's a lot more going on in the workforce in terms of companies moving around, people moving around. And with all of that change, you really need to have the tools to be able to manage your own career, to be that free agent. And, you know, when we hear that term, sometimes we think, well, I don't want to run my own business. And the idea behind the free agent is really that you are in charge of your own career. You may have a job, right, and, and be a employee, but in the world that we're in today, we have to recognize that that's not a forever relationship and that we may need to very quickly be able to move on our own when things change. So each week, this show is really here so that I can share my experiences helping thousands of professionals so that you get good information and some tools to move forward in your career. And if you've been listening, you also know that I bring in some industry leaders. And last week, we were fortunate, just so blessed to have Barbara Safani with us to talk about Twitter and how we can use that to advance our job search or our career. And, you know, that's a, it's a big topic today, in that job search framework in terms of social media. So we'll be coming back to some of the other social mediums as we go through the show. So if you'd like to take advantage of the opportunity to ask me a question today, today we're going to be talking about career change. And you can always call in live at 866-472-472. 5790, or you can email me at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. And some of you have also started to post on the blog at getcareersmart.com. And so we welcome your comments and questions in any of those ways. And you may say, well, you know, we talked about career change before in the show. And before we talked about it in a very 
here's what you do to make a change kind of way, right? We were talking about the process and how you do research, how you decide what your focus is. Today, I want to talk about something a little bit different. Today, I want to talk about blizzards. And I I don't know if you've ever been in a blizzard. I live in Colorado, and in Colorado, we frequently get blizzards, not necessarily because it snows so much, but because you pair wind coming off the beautiful foothills by where I live with a certain amount of snow, and you get a nice blizzard, right? And you take a few steps, or you're out in your car, and it's really easy to get lost or to not be able to see the road. And so, when I'm thinking about blizzards... To me, that is a great analogy for the career change process. Whether we're thinking about making a change or we're unhappy where we are, and especially when we get laid off, we can feel like we're in that blizzard. We're uncertain, just kind of surrounded by whiteness and not sure where we're going to go. I worked with a lady once who was from Minnesota. And she told me that in Minnesota, they have these lines that run from their house to the barn. And it's not a clothesline, although maybe it will be used for that in the summer. But the real purpose of that line is so that in the blizzards that they get, you can find your way from the house to the barn to take care of the animals, right? So they have this nice system set up to help you get there. Well, unfortunately, when we're in career change, We don't necessarily have that rope, right? We don't have this clear path, this clear line to where we're headed or maybe even where we want to go. It might all just be a blur. So I realized this for myself probably about eight years ago when I was working at Colorado State University and I worked in the club sports office and club sports were student-run organizations But they were sports, right? Hockey, lacrosse, we had a field hockey team, we had soccer teams, we had 30 sports. And I loved my job. I just loved it. I'd gotten to move into that job on a temporary basis when my boss retired and kind of thought, you know, well, if I do a good job, I'll get this permanent position because I loved I loved that work, right? Who, who wouldn't love getting paid to go to a hockey game? And that was part of my job. But when my when they started to look for the real position, right, the full-time person, it became clear that I wouldn't even get to apply. I'd been doing the job for a year, but I wouldn't even get to apply because of the way the state was moving and especially the state recreation departments, the degree or the job would require a master's degree, which was something I didn't have yet. So I was faced with hiring someone to do this job that I loved, training her to do the job, and then unfortunately watching a few years later when she left thinking, you know, oh, I would have stayed there forever. I would have just loved that job. So part of that story probably sounds familiar to many of you. It was one of those wonderful transitions in life where try as I might The path wasn't under my control, right? It wasn't true that if I worked really hard, I would get that job. And the path moving forward wasn't even visible. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know where I was going to go. I was interviewing for a lot of jobs, but I probably wasn't interviewing for the right kinds of jobs, right? I was just kind of spinning in that blizzard of change, 
right? In that complete whiteout, not being able to see where I was coming from, not being able to go back there and not being able to see forward. So, stepping out into that snowstorm, whether you are doing it on your own or you're, you've been laid off and so you've kind of been put out there, that is the challenge that we're going to be talking about today. And when I was in that space, one of the things that I did was apply to probably hundreds of positions, a few jobs that didn't even fit at all, because I was, I was spinning, right? I was just trying to make some kind of headway, even though I really didn't know where I was going. I remember interviewing for a construction position, interviewing for a position at the courthouse, right? I was just all over the place trying to find somewhere to land, but not really thinking about what my next step was going to be and what made sense. So, I learned a lot about that process And at the time, thought I was going to get my master's in higher education and work in a college setting. But after going through that process and starting to learn about career counseling, it actually helped me decide what I wanted to do, right? To help other people who were in this blizzard of change. Again, either because they can't see where they want to go, you're unhappy where you are, or you've been laid off, which is one of the hardest ones. And we'll talk a little bit about why that is. So tonight, we're going to be talking about that change process and some of the phases that you might go through during that change process. And then we're going to talk a little bit about some of the keys that I've found going through that career change and being in the middle of the of the change blizzard and some of the kind of words of wisdom for not um, <laughs> running around like a chicken with your head cut off in the middle of the snowstorm, right? That's that's what we're trying to avoid in some ways, although some of it is maybe even necessary. So, we'll talk a little bit about that. So, part of what makes change more difficult sometimes is the difference between chosen and unchosen change. Pretty obvious what that means, right? If we choose to change, we choose to make a step, we choose to leave our job, it is a little bit easier. I don't know if it's a whole bunch easier, but it's a little bit easier just because we have that power from the very beginning. We have the the power of I'm deciding to make this change. Take that and compare it to being laid off. Right, where you didn't choose to make that change. You didn't have the power. Someone else said, your job here is now done. And so, our brains and our bodies and our whole world is going to react a little bit differently when it wasn't something that we got to choose. Now, sometimes that choice is kind of wiggly, right? Sometimes that, what do we choose is something obviously that we have control over. And so, you'll hear sometimes people say, well, what are you going to choose about that? Or how are you going to take control moving forward? And those are all great things to think about in a certain part of the change process. I think it's first just realizing if this is something that I didn't choose, that that makes a difference. And that's okay, right? We'll talk about that a little bit more. 
But then if we choose that change, sometimes that can have some struggles too, right? You may be in a job right now that you hate going to work every day or you, you just feel like you're done or maybe even you're in an industry that you know is dying, you know it's going away and so you can choose to leave it now instead of waiting but there's still a lot of ambiguity, there's still a lot of other decisions that have to be made and you're still in that blizzard of not being able to see what's next mostly because you can't stay with what you know. And especially in our career world, well, and actually just in general, right? We don't like to change. Some people like to change more than others. But if your change readiness is low already, right? You don't go out seeking change. And this kind of change seeks you or is facing you down for some other reason, like you really hate what you do, then there becomes kind of this push around how are you going to make a change? How are you going to do something different? And how are you going to leave what you've always known? So when we come back, we're going to talk through a few processes that help you during change. And then we'll get into some of the keys for a smoother transition. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Calling all CFOs, finance, and risk professionals. Your call to action is to help your company achieve financial excellence. How? Master risk management, cost control, and strategic decision-making by implementing game-changing technology advances like mobile, in-memory, and cloud computing, and more. Where? Learn from top thought leaders each week on Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Join us for Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Business Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. 
If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Well, welcome back to The Career Confidant. And tonight we're talking about change and managing change. How do you work through, especially that career change? And we've talked a little bit about chosen versus unchosen change, right? Whether you are leaving a job on your own will and going somewhere new versus maybe getting laid off in an industry that's dying or somehow having to make a change even though you'd really rather not. And thinking about change and how do you react to change usually and how might you use some of the things that you've learned in your own world to help yourself through this change, right? That might be a good place to start. But then there are also a few change models to kind of put the change process in perspective and get us thinking about some process, right? Because change happens in a process. It has some kind of um, structure and we may see it in a few different ways. So I'm going to provide you with a few different examples. The simplest example comes from William Bridges and his theory was really built based on kids who are going off to college. The transition phases transition to lots of different types of transitions, right? But his model really looked at three main phases. The first one being kind of the initiation of the change, right? That that idea that this is going to happen, I'm going to have to make a change. He calls it the new beginnings for those college kids, right? That you're you're seeing something new. To some of us as, as job seekers, as the person who got laid off, it may feel like an ending, right? We're ending that phase of our life, ending that phase of our career. And that ending typically brings with it lots of anxiety. You're going into the unknown, right? For our kids going off to college, you're going into the unknown. And when we get laid off, the same thing is true, that we've got this ending Typically, it brings some negative emotion of either failure or a loss or maybe even some anger, which is usually a cover-up for one of those two. But really thinking through that at the beginning, there's going to be some initial emotion. Then we get into the middle of the, of the transition, which he called the neutral zone. And that neutral zone is really just that, right? Thinking about putting your car in neutral and you hit the gas, what happens, right? A big noise and no action. And when we're in that neutral zone, it's, it's very similar. We know that we can't go back to where we came from. Maybe we don't want to by that point, but we really can't see where we're going. And that's what I make the analogy to the blizzard, Right, you're in the middle of the blizzard. You can't see where you came from. You don't really know where you're going. You can't see where you're going for sure. And it's just this darkness. Other people might make it the analogy to a tunnel where you're in the middle of the tunnel. You can't see the end, can't see the, 
can't see the beginning. You're just stuck in that neutral zone. And in that place, typically there's a lot of tire spinning, right? There's a lot of hitting the gas with the car in neutral and not really being productive. Like me applying to hundreds of jobs to be an administrative assistant at a construction office and all of these things that didn't really fit with where I was headed in my career. They were just spinning. In that spinning, and what I like to call dancing in the snowstorm, is also the ability to experiment, right? It's also the ability to try on some new hats, to do something different, to find your creativity. And we'll talk about some of those things later. But in that space, when we're spinning our tires, there is some benefit to that. There is some clarification that's happening, maybe even trial by error, right? Or or finding our path through error that we're getting when we're in that space. Then eventually, things start to become clearer and we move through to some kind of new beginning, right? Where we can see where we're headed. So at the ending, we're confused and anxious. In the middle, we're kind of spinning our tires and trying to, trying to figure it out, right? And then at the end, we've got that slow solidification of, okay, this looks like my next step. And that's the kind of William Bridges transition model. A few years ago, I was working with an engineer who'd been laid off by a company and he kind of went through this model very visibly, so I'll tell you a little bit about him. At the very beginning, he called and he said, oh, you know, I know that you do this. He was friends with a contact of mine. I'd love for you to help me. I said, oh, okay, how are things going? And he surprised me. He said, oh, things are great. I said, oh, why are things great? He said, oh, I'm just enjoying getting to ride my bike every day and hang out with my wife who was working from home at that time. So he was having kind of a positive reaction. Great. And I said, oh, okay. He said, oh, yeah, I've got lots of applications out. So I'm not quite sure that I need your help yet, but maybe, maybe in the future. I said, sure, let me know. And about a few weeks later, we got in contact again. And I said, oh, how are things going? And he said, it sucks, right? This sucks. I said, oh, well, what's going on? Well, all those resumes that I had in, nobody's called me, or I've had a few interviews and they're not, it's not going anywhere. They're for the wrong types of positions, right? And I'm over getting to ride my bike every day. He was kind of officially in that neutral zone where he realized that he wasn't going to get back to what he'd been doing so quickly and this was going to be a process and that realization point happens for most job seekers at at some point right even if you're working and trying to make a transition at some point you might hit this wall of erg I thought this was going to be easier what's not working and that's when the neutral zone really kicks off right that's when we start spinning we start trying new things we start doing something some things that may be positive, some things that are just action, right? And that's okay. And so he started doing some things and he got a job at a retail store. And I said, oh, okay, that's great, right? We've got to pay the bills. And then kind of started to try to convince himself that this was going to be his new career path, 
Well, we're talking about someone with an engineering degree working at a retail store. So I said, well, when you're ready to work on your engineering resume, I'd be happy to help you. Well, of course, a few months later, the idea of that career path had worn off and we started working on his engineering resume. He got a job as a technician, right? So not quite back on the path where he wanted to be. Then got a a promotion opportunity to move up and then right before that happened, he got laid off again. Very quickly, he landed a job, a good quality management engineering type of job. That whole process took about two years. So it's one of the things, especially when we have an unchosen change, the process can take longer than we want it to, right? That process can can eat away some of our life that we weren't expecting. We thought it happened faster. And on average, I find that people take about one month, a little over one month, to find a job for every $10,000 in salary they want to make. So if you want to make seven or eight, seven hundred, seventy or eighty thousand dollars in salary, pretty average engineering salary, it's probably going to take you seven or eight months to find a job. Now, that's on average because some people take longer, right? They're spinning their wheels or they work somewhere else and take a break from the process, and that's all fine. And some people are going to go faster. But on average, you can expect to take a little over a month per 10000 you want to make. Now, that's just the job search process. If you're looking at a career change, that process itself can take six months to a year to do the research, to figure out what direction you want to go, to really think about what your next step is going to be. And so if you're doing both, a career change and a job search, there may be a, a transition time there. And how are you going to finance that? What do you want to do during that time? All of those practical questions come up. But sometimes it's just nice for us to know that, hey, this is going to be a process. This might take a little bit of time for me to make this transition. So thinking about that transition model and where you might be, right? Are you still in the beginning of the negative or positive emotion and maybe even a little bit of denial about how much that process is going to take. I think that was the case for for this gentleman, this engineer, was that he thought it'd be a fast process, and hopefully it is for you. And then you might hit that neutral zone, right, where you might have to spin your tires a little bit, more likely to hit that neutral zone for a longer time if you're making a transition. This engineer was trying to transition industries, and so that that type of transition can add a little bit more time. If you're going from one job to the same kind of job, that might not happen as much, that spinning. That spinning may happen more in terms of your job search process and job search strategy, which going back to listen to some of our job search strategy talks might be helpful for. And then, you know, the work into your new beginning may not be as straight as you want it to be, right? My, my contact had to get a job as a technician, try to work his way up in that organization as an engineer, and then make another transition. And part of the volatility in our workforce adds to that a little bit for sure. And so we might need to be aware of that, that there may be a few steps to get to where we want to go 
and that this position is going to repeat, right? Gotta love the shampoo bottles that say, what is it? Lather, rinse, and repeat. You're going to be doing that a lot in your career. This kind of change process is going to happen to you, or you might choose to do it for yourself more often than you did in the past. And if you're looking for a position for the rest of your career, probably not going to happen, right? They, they say the average right now is five years in, in a career or job, five to seven years, and can be even less than that, three to five years in terms of changing jobs. So this is a process that you'll maybe be familiar with by the, by the end of your career. How are you going to move through these phases of change and how might you enjoy some of these phases of change. So we're going to talk about one other model quickly when we get back and then go through some of the keys to making transition better for you, making it quicker, less painful, all of those things. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. What do business and sports have in common? Both are based on competition, and the goal of each is the same, to win. If you're in business, you need an edge over your competitors. You need to innovate and improve. You need to make adjustments to stay ahead of your competition. Tune in to The Business Locker Room with Kelly Riggs. Get the playbook and the coaching you need to improve your business performance. The Business Locker Room airs live every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back this evening, and we are talking about change. That wonderful blizzard of I can't see where I am going and I can't go back to where I came from, maybe because we've been laid off, because we don't like what we do anymore, 
or our industry is going away, right? In the world of today's workforce, there are so many new industries coming up and we hear about that a lot. But people don't really talk about that that means there are other industries that are going away, right? The semiconductor industry, some of these things that you were trained to do that may just be in less demand, either because they're being outsourced or technology has changed. And we have to figure out how to adapt. So we talked a little bit about William Bridges' change model, three stages, fairly simple, the ending, the neutral zone, and then the, the new beginnings and moving through that. One of the other examples or structures that I like for change is called the change cycle. And you can find that at changecycle.com. And then you click on the change cycle and it pulls up this pretty little circle. And it's a little bit more grief-based. And I think that that works for some people because sometimes we do need to grieve over losing our job, our company, our friends, our career, maybe our identity that went along with that career. Right, if you've been working in a company for 30 years and they walk in and say, sorry, we've got to lay you off, happens probably every day. And we are, we are going to grieve that experience if we are connected to that company as we probably are after 30 years, right? Our friends are there. We may feel like it's our family. And we've had that job. We've been our identity has been connected to that job for 30 years or 15 or whatever it is. And so one of the things that bothers me about the career world is that our friends and family, well-meaning and good-hearted, say, oh, you know, are, are you looking for jobs? When are you going to get a new job? How is that going? And sometimes that can be helpful and sometimes it can be a little bit pressuring, right? I always tell people, you know, when someone gets divorced, would you go up to them the next day and say, so when are you going to get married again? Probably not. But we do that to each other with our jobs all the time, right? Well, are you out applying? Are you interviewing? Well, we may just need a break, right? We may just need a break. And sometimes we are afforded that break and sometimes we aren't, unfortunately. Either way, it's probably good for us to realize that that Grieving needs to happen, right? I don't know if you've ever met someone or maybe you've experienced this yourself where you had a loss in your life and you didn't get the opportunity to grieve or maybe you didn't want to and it kind of follows you around. I've seen people who've gone through layoffs and maybe even five years later, they're still carrying something with them, right? Some of that resentment or some of that even kind of built up idea of what that was, that the perfection of what that was. And if we don't grieve, a lot of times that will happen. Sometimes it'll even happen in an interview, right? I've seen that too, where people have emotion in an interview, or you can tell that they have a chip on their shoulder, and all of those things are going to hurt us moving forward. So the change cycle kind of talks about that loss, right? That fear, you might be you might be paralyzed, and then we might move into some kind of doubt, skeptical, resistant, maybe even a little bit of that denial going on. 
then we start to get anxious, right? And this kind of corresponds with William Bridges' neutral zone where we're confused, we have anxiety, we're unproductive, and we're spinning our tires. Now, the change cycle talks about this danger zone, right? Where you can get stuck in that unproductive behavior where you're doing things, but they aren't, they aren't intentional. They, they don't really have that bigger picture purpose of this is where I'm going, this is what I want to do, and so I'm taking these actions. And we can get stuck there for a while. And maybe listening to other people, maybe doing some of the things we're going to be talking about in a minute, help get us through that zone, danger zone, the change cycle calls it, to being energized, resourceful, right? really being intentional and productive, and then moving into getting into where we want to go, making that change, and being satisfied. So that change cycle might be helpful for you if you're kind of feeling like, hey, this is me, I'm, I'm spinning my wheels. Maybe looking at that and thinking about in what ways might I be able to move myself to the next stage, or maybe I skipped a stage and I need to go back and look at some of those things too, right? Why am I angry? How did this process work? Have I really had closure? Have I been able to say goodbye to the people that I worked with for 30 years? Some of those very simple things that you might want to do for yourself. So tonight I'm going to give you five things, and this is my five finger, it's kind of campy, but I'm hoping you'll be able to remember it when you look at your hand, right? You've got five fingers, and we're going to go through my five tenets for a good change, dealing with change, looking at our hand, right? Looking at our our five fingers. So the first one is your pointer finger, right? And if you point your finger at someone, maybe even raise your thumb, you've got a nice little gun action going on. And one of the things that I see happening in the job search a lot, and maybe even when we're looking at career change, is looking for that silver bullet, right? That silver bullet of what's the one thing that's going to get me my new job or what's the perfect career for me. And that silver bullet really doesn't exist. There is no perfect job. There is no perfect career. There isn't a one thing that you're going to do that's going to help you get a job, right? We all know that it's all of the actions put together. It's all of our networking and all of those things that we do are part of the process. Not just one action is going to get us there. One of the other things we might do with this, with our smoking gun pointer finger is also be looking for the reason, right? What's that reason that I got laid off? What's that smoking gun of the why? And looking for why really is not going to be helpful for us in most cases. We might say, oh, you know, I didn't, didn't do what I was supposed to do, didn't get the work done I was supposed to get done. A lot of times when we get laid off, there isn't one of those, right? There's, there's just a, it just was the facts of life, the way the economy was going or whatever it might have been. So we might need to stop looking for that smoking gun. So now we're going to move on to your thumb. And if you take your thumb and you kind of squish it down on a piece of paper, I see a lot of people do this where they're trying to squish away feelings, right? I'm not mad. I don't, I'm not upset. I don't feel hurt. I don't feel anything. I'm, you know, I am, man, hear me roar, especially you men types that I hear that from. And when you don't 
own your feelings and do something with them, I see them very clearly when you're sitting across from me in an interview. My recruiter friends see them very clearly when you're sitting across from them in interviews, right? It gets in your way if you don't admit that you have those feelings and find a way to deal with them in whatever way works for you, right? Whatever way you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get not get rid of, but I'm going to deal with these feelings. I'm going to admit that I have them and figure out where I want to put those things and how I'm going to deal with it. And maybe we get some help to do that and that's okay. So that leads to the third one, which is that wonderful middle finger, right? And giving, giving our middle finger to the world doesn't do us any good. And I see people do this, right? Well, hiring managers are horrible people. They never get back to you. HR people are evil, well, that just really doesn't get us anywhere, right? To have that kind of attitude doesn't get us anywhere. So be careful of that within yourself. It's usually driven from hurt and anger and rejection, right? We're getting rejected over and over again. And our, our wall goes up. And a lot of times that middle finger is part of that wall. So the fourth thing for those of you who are married or have some kind of significant other in your life, you can play with your, your ring on, on your ring finger. We can still commit to things that matter. So if you're in job search and you find yourself saying, well, I don't have time for that or I don't have money for that, maybe we really need to sit down and figure out what matters and put our time and effort into it, Right. Maybe you don't want to spend a lot of time doing certain job search activities. That's fine. But which ones do seem like they're going to be a fit for you? And let's commit to doing some of those things. And then looking outside of that career world to what else in our life matters and how can we get some value out of that? How can we take the time and and enjoy some of those things that are going on in our world, right? I was working with a gentleman who was maybe fortunate enough to get laid off right before his his child was born and got to spend six months with his child while he was starting to look for work. And if we can find some of that balance, find some of those things maybe outside of the, the problem that's facing us, those can really help, right? So committing to what matters and and being open to other things that might matter. And then the fifth one, right, our nice little finger, make the little things count, right? What are you doing today that that it may seem small, but are you doing it right? Are you doing it well, right? Are, we, are you really paying attention to the little things, paying attention to relationships, right? Sometimes relationships kind of fit in that little things category when we're looking for work because we, we have a hard time focusing there. Well, I apply to jobs. I do those things that seem more productive and I forget about the little people, the little things that might make a big difference. So when we're in change, those are my five things to think about, right? You got your pointer finger, stop looking for the silver bullet or the smoking gun. Your thumb, Stop squishing out your feelings. They're not going to go away just because you try to pretend they're not there and they show up at times you don't really want them to. Be careful of that middle finger finger to the world reality, right? That I've tried that before. I've done that. You don't know what you're talking about. You've never been where I am. Some of that might be true and having that attitude doesn't really help us. Four, commit to what matters. Where are you going to spend your money, your time? 
How are you going to make sure that you're doing the things that fill you, that make you have energy to do what you need to do, whether you're looking to advance or get a new job or you're unemployed especially, how are you filling your own cup? And then five, those little things. Right? Are you doing the little things well? Whatever that means in your job search, the things that you tend to not pay too much attention to, do you need to be t- paying some attention to them? That's your, that's your fifth one. So we'll be right back. And when we come back, we're going to talk through your Get Smart career tip for the week and kind of wrap up our discussion about change. So we'll talk to you in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. If you've ever wanted to know the inner workings of how auctions work, you'll want to tune in to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. Auctions establish markets and commerce that affect everyone in our country. Whether it's land, real estate, livestock, automobiles, collectibles, or household goods, people are turning auction items into cash in nearly every business market in the world. You can find out more about this unique and engaging industry every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Well, welcome back to The Career Confidant. And tonight we've been talking about change. And when we started, we were talking about the chosen versus unchosen change and, you know, how you can take some of the power back when you make a change is one of the things that can help change your thinking, right? Can, in the counseling world, we call it reframing your change. And sometimes that's going to work for you. Sometimes it might not. But thinking about, okay, how might this be a good thing? And it, That'll probably work best in a certain part of the change process, right? Might not work the best when you're at the very beginning of change, when there's emotion. You may even hear me say that and go, ah, you know, that doesn't fit for me at all. That may be that you're at the beginning parts of the change stages of change. But at some point when we're in that neutral zone and we're spinning, we might start to say, okay, what's good about this? What is, what can I choose out of this 
that's going to make it better for me. Whether that's, you know, I didn't really like that job anyways. Or, you know, I'd been there for 15 or 20 years. It was probably time to make a change. Whatever it is for you to start reframing that, again, and if you're having those visceral reactions to that, you may just not be ready for it yet, but maybe further down the road. Um, Just a quick story, when uh, my husband and I were getting married, we got engaged, and my husband got laid off probably two, three weeks after we got engaged. And so, I flipped out, right? How are we going to pay for this? We were paying for it all by ourselves. What are we going to do? And one of my friends said, oh, it'll all work out. They were lucky they kept their head, right? I was not ready to hear that. So I understand if you're having that visceral reaction. Then, of course, this person was made to be right when the day before our wedding, my husband got a job offer. So, of course, things were fine. Everything is fine. But when we're at the beginning part of our change, we don't necessarily want to hear that. So thinking about what can you choose out of this change, how can you make it a chosen change if in fact it was something that you didn't choose? That might be part of what helps you get through that danger zone, right? Or through that neutral zone is to to make an intentional choice to look at where you're going and how maybe this is a good thing for you to be in transition when you're ready. So thinking about our Get Career Smart tip, I wanted to talk today about what I see as the career change cliff effect. What I see when I see a lot of people that want to make a career change is that they are standing at the edge of a perceived cliff of, I want to do something completely different and the ground is just completely going to drop out from under me. Either I'm going to have to climb down to the bottom of the ravine and then climb all the way back up the other side, or I'm kind of leaping to my death, right? They're standing at the edge of this cliff, which is very frightening. Lots of anxiety, right? Think about that. Picture yourself on the edge of a cliff. Do Do you need to do that with your career change? I just challenge you that if you're thinking about making a change, especially a career change, does it need to be so dramatic? Does it need to be such a big change? Maybe making a little change, one, will help you land faster. Two, is a little bit more possible, right? It's a little bit, it's going to happen faster and it's, other people are going to see the, the, con- the connections. And three, maybe there's another way to get there, right? And I talk about ways to build a bridge from this cliff edge that you're standing on to the cliff edge you want to be at. One, maybe we move those two closer together. So it's just a little hop. Or two, we build a bridge, right? And we build our bridge through networking. We build our bridge through volunteering. We might build our bridge through education. Be careful with that one. And we might build our bridge through some kind of a stepping job, right? Where we're taking a step to get to where we want to go. So if I'm an accountant right now with a private CPA firm and I want to get into nonprofit, what's a logical step? doing accounting for nonprofit, right? Instead of trying to make the big leap, 
from being an accountant in a CPA firm to being a program coordinator in a nonprofit. I might get there through a step job, might get there through volunteering. All of those ways might help me get there instead of standing at this edge of the cliff, looking over it and being understandably overwhelmed and anxious, which usually means I just tuck my head back into the sand and never do anything about it and just go to work unhappy every day. That sound familiar? Yeah, I see a lot of people do that. And it's understandable when we make that change something that is just a lot to handle. So how can we break it down? How can we make steps to either move the cliffs closer together or build that bridge? So thinking about when you're facing change and you're feeling some of this concern and anxiety, how can we break that down make some steps and get to where we want to go. That's kind of the power of thinking through our plan and being intentional, which is going to be more challenging when we're at the beginning of our change process, right? When we are, when we're emotional or when we're in that neutral zone and we're spinning, but then when we start to come out of some of that, building that plan, figuring out the steps, how am I going to get there? Can, can be the next process for us. Won't work until we're ready for it, unfortunately. I'm going to have to spin our, our wheels a little bit. But I think that's what's challenging about change. Everybody does it differently. Everybody takes a different amount of time to get through the phases. You might recycle through the phases, right? You might be feeling really productive and doing really well. You get to be a finalist for a position, and then you don't get the job. And you might go all the way back to the beginning of the change process and, and feeling that denial and rejection and un, unsure, right? And have to work your way back through again. Hopefully, it'll be faster the second time, but that's just part of the process. And so thinking about your five fingers, right? How can you help yourself move through change a little bit more gracefully? And then how can you move the runways closer? How can you not have such a big gap that you're trying to jump? How can you build a bridge? So when you're deep in this transition, right, you're in this blizzard of change, you can feel like you're walking in the right direction when maybe you're walking backwards or maybe you're just not going anywhere, right? You're in that spin. And today we've talked about the five finger reminders, talked a little bit about some of the change processes that can help you move forward and make a transition smoother. And as we've talked about, you know, knowledge and strategies don't necessarily do the whole trick when you're in the whiteout, right? You need some support. So if you're thinking about what kind of support you might need, and I kind of consider that the rope, right? The rope hanging behind between the the house and the barn. So if you're thinking about, well, where can I find a rope? You might think about a few things, right? You might think about finding a coach or a counselor, depending on how deep into the career change process you want to go. And so that's one of the things that people partner with me to do, right? I, I do help coach people through that process. You can also find coaches and counselors 
through the National Career Development Association who can help you do this kind of transition. Lots of people like to do it in person so you can see if there's someone who's local to you. I do it a lot of it over the phone. So thinking about how can I get help, especially if you find yourself in some stuck, right? If you feel stuck, you might think about, can I, can I get a coach? Can I work with a counselor? Or maybe even looking at your local resources like Workforce Center, One Stop Center to get unstuck. A lot of times when I talk to job seekers, we want to focus on the tactics, right? Where, where am I searching? How am I searching? When really there's some underlying focus and change, change issues that are getting in the way. So if you'd like to talk with me and how we might work together, you're always free to contact me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at aastrategicadvantage.com. You can also check out the blogs at getcareersmart.com. And as I said, see what your local resources are as well. So I look forward to helping you move through the change, even if you're just checking in on the show. Next week, we're going to be talking about the five branding mistakes. So I guess we're in a run of fives. We'll be talking about the five branding mistakes that I see most people make and have a marketing expert who will be joining me next week. So I hope you'll tune in next week and get more tools to help move you forward in your career. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.